I must give great hakarsa toiv to Reb Yehuda Finkelstein, who married my niece, and Baruch Hashem made the connection so that I could have my Samu stories started on Pirkei Hotline, and thanks to Rabbi Rifkin, Rabbi Tzvi Rifkin, the incredible storyteller and Rebbe, that he put my stories on the Pirkei Hotline, and Baruch Hashem Matzliach, they were very successful. And they continue to be. And then the Schloss family, now living in Cleveland, Ohio, who got me to make my stories available through a podcast and ultimately on Tanaki Radio. So much a curse, You know why? Because Baruch Hashem, Anaki Radio, we now have more than 2 million listens. That means 2 million listens, at least somewhat to some part of a Sammy story. That's a big number. Thank you very much, all of you who listened. And Amir Tashem, I'm hoping to celebrate this milestone of two million plus listens with another Sammy interview. Oh, I don't know who I'm interviewing yet. I'm not sure if Sammy will be available. I'm not sure maybe Sammy's Rebbe will be available. Maybe Chaim uh, will be available. I don't know what's happening. But what I do know, what I do know for sure, we're going to try to have some sort of thing. I don't know the time, but Richard Schirm will try to have it. And if you wanted to call and tell me a suggestion for a date and a time, you could do so. And that would be very good. Very Baruch Hashemish. Oh, okay. But thank you so much. I really appreciate all of your listens. Uh, uh, what was that? <laughs> Sammy appreciates too, but he doesn't. Right now, He he's not really available to come on and talk to you on this recording. I shouldn't tell him you just took a shower. Where'd you take it? <laughs> oh, you learned about how to do that. Okay, fine. Well, he's not taking the shower anywhere. Uh, anyway, I also wanted to give a shout out to the family Kramer from Arkansas, who are mamish, mamish, helping out the Yiddin in Arkansas, very far away from where I live. And I appreciate very much that they invited Sammy for Shabbos Kodesh. Unfortunately, Sammy is not able to go, at least as of now, maybe a different time, but right now he's not able to go. Ah, Baruch Hashem is really, really kind of them. And of course, a special shout out to my friend Chaim from London. And a special shout out to all of you who called in and I didn't yet get a chance to put together the list to give you a shout out. I'm giving you a shout out right now, but Amit Hashem, I will have a list for next time. Hopefully, hopefully. The last thing is, next time you call in for the purpose of telling me how you love the story, or whatever shout-out you want, whatever questions you might have, do me a favor. Tell me, did you read When the Ice Melts? Did you read the novel, The Chip? Did you like them? Do you want more novels like that? Would you actually buy a novel like that? Let me know. I'm really interested, because I have one I'm working on pretty heavily. And, Emir Tashem, people who listen to Sammy, may get a special deal. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Let me know. Just a reminder that the number with which you can call and leave a message about Sammy is 401-384-0852. I can't guarantee to call people back. And I can't guarantee that I'll hear your message before the next time that I set up for shoutouts. Have a great night and enjoy the story. It was Mozart Shabbos. Everyone was gathered around the table, ready to make Havdalah. The wine had been poured and spilled over on purpose as a simon bracha. The besamim had been uncapped and uncovered. The candle was lit and dripping wax all over Chaim's hand, which is what he wanted it to do. It's fun, or so he says. And Tati Daddy Abba was waiting. Because although everyone was around the table, not everyone was around the table. You see, uh, Tati was there. Mommy Imu was there. Chaim was there. Ellie was there. Even the twins were there. As well as the five or six guests that were there for Shabbos. 
But there was one person who was missing from the group. Sammy, his father called yet again. Sammy, we're all standing around waiting to make Abdullah. Could you please come? Chaim, could you go upstairs and see where Sammy is? Chaim runs upstairs, comes into the room. Sammy was lying in his bed, reading a book. His attention focused on the book. Sammy, Chaim said, what are you doing? We're waiting for you for Abdullah. And when Sammy did not answer, Chaim grabbed the book from him. What are you doing, Chaim? It's my book. Why are you taking Sammy, we're all waiting for you for Abdullah. Tati Abadadi said, I have to come upstairs and get you. Oh, it's okay. Just tell them that I'm not coming. You're not coming to Abdullah? No, nope, no, nope, not coming to Abdullah. What? Hey, don't worry. My, my, my Rebbe said it's fine. Your Rebbe said it's fine? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Just, just, just don't worry about it. All right, Sammy, if you um, insist. Chaim went back downstairs. Uh, Ta, Sammy said he's not coming for Abdullah. Why, did he hear it in Shul? And the, when they made Abdullah in Shul, did he listen to Abdullah and was he say? Um That's not what he told me. He told me that his Rebbe said it's okay, he doesn't fear Abdullah. What? His Rebbe doesn't require people to make Abdullah? Everyone, everyone's required to make Abdullah. What? what? All right, I'll, I'll have to deal with this afterwards. I don't want everyone to have to wait longer now. And he gave in through Havdalah. And when Havdalah was over, he went upstairs to talk to Sammy. When Tati went upstairs to talk to Sammy, Sammy was taking a shower, so he wasn't available. Tati went downstairs and figured he'd talk to him later. Sunday morning, Sammy was downstairs eating breakfast, and Tati said, Sammy, did you make Havdalah? No, not yet, Tati. But you have to make Havdalah before you eat breakfast. Um, I think Maribi doesn't hold that way. Really? I, I think so. All right. That's fine. You know, today I was thinking that we're going to um, go on a little uh, trip somewhere today. Um, I, I'm not sure if I can come. I, I'll have to ask Maribi. What? Yeah, Maribi, whatever. It's a little complicated. I'll, I'll explain maybe, but, but not right. Is it possible that I can wait to talk to Maribi for sure? And so, a few minutes later, after Sammy finished breakfast, he was on the telephone trying to reach his Rebbe. At first, he called the Rebbe's number, and there was this funny noise. He went, meh, meh, meh. What does that mean, Ta? It means that your Rebbe's phone is busy. It's busy? What's it doing? It's a telephone. It's not supposed to be doing anything else but being, being picked up when it rings. It means it's busy because your, your, your Rebbe's probably on the phone with another person. Oh, but I thought when you call somebody and they're down the phone with somebody else, it goes beep, beep, and, and like and they get a click and they pick up and they talk to you and then they say call back. You mean like call waiting or something? Yeah, that, that's what it is. That's only if there's one person on the phone talking to one person. But what happens if the person's on the phone and he has two people, one is waiting to talk to him and they are clicking in and one is already talking to him and then you call? So it only does two people. It doesn't do three people. Oh. I'll go back in five minutes. Five minutes went by. Sammy went back to the phone and he called his Rebbe. And now the phone rang and rang and rang and rang. The machine didn't go on. Ta, the phone's ringing and ringing and ringing. The machine didn't go on. Well, what does that mean? That probably means that somebody on the in, in your Rebbe's house is on the phone. I, I know. And they're not picking up the clicks. The what? You know, when you're trying to call? Oh, that thing. Oh, okay. I'll call back in five minutes. He waits another five minutes and calls back. Ring, ring. After five rings. Hi, you've reached the residence of Rabbi Gold. If you are interested in purchasing tablecloths for your table from our little store in the basement, please call back at 401-661-8293. If you want to leave a message for the Gold family, please do so now. Beep! Hi, Rebbe. It's Sammy. If Rebbe's there and listening into the message and just didn't want to answer because I saw myself, my, my caller ID, um, maybe uh, it's really important to have Shiloh. Uh, Rebbe? Oh, well. And Sammy hung up. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to do. Well, I said you should come with us. 
Oh, okay, ta. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll come. And so, Sammy's family went out to the minivan, and Tati got into the driver's seat, and Mommy slash Emo got into the other seat opposite the driver's seat. Many people call it the passenger seat, even though they're all passenger seats, but anyway. And then Chaim was carrying one of the twins, and Ellie was carrying the other twin, and Sammy was leading the line. He got to the car first. Sammy, could you open the door, please? Um, not really. Why not? Because I, I, my hands are in my pocket. So take your hands out of your pocket and open the door. Um, I, I can't really. We're holding the babies. You have to open the door. How are we going to get in? Maybe Ima could open the door. Ima's already in her seat and the doors are closed. She can't hear us. Maybe I'll kick the door and Ima... I don't think it... All right, all right, Chaim. Uh, one second. Sammy bends down, puts his mouth on the long handle to the back door of the minivan and he clenches his teeth and pulls the handle and the minivan door slowly glides open. That is really gross, Sammy, Chaim said. Yeah, Ellie repeated. I am never touching that doorknob ever again in my whole entire life. Well, I don't know. You, if you want, you can put some 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 uh, hand hand um, sanitizer on it or something. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. Before you open the door with your mouth the next time, we'll put hand sanitizer on it, and that will teach you. Boys, what's going on? Uh, nothing, ma. <laughs> and the boys climbed into the minivan, and they all got settled, and the Tati drove. And the plan was to go on a little outing to a park, to, to go for a walk, maybe play a little bit. Catch with a ball, you know, like, you know, people do in a park, go on swings, climb some jungle gym, play a little tag, eat something, maybe drop some things in the river, you know, maybe stone throwing, you know, all different things. And Sammy went on the swings, and Sammy ate a little bit of the food, but Sammy would not play ball. Sammy, come on, play ball. If we have, we have five people, right? Tati? Mommy, you, me, and, 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 and Chaim. And if we play ball together, we can have a football game. Tati will be the quarterback, and then, um, um, it'll be me and Mommy against you and Chaim. That doesn't sound like fair teams to me, Chaim said. Actually, Chaim, Mommy's way better than you. She told me that when she was a kid, she used to play tackle football. Tackle football? Mommy played tackle football? Yeah, isn't that true, Mommy? And, Sammy's mother said, yeah, actually, one time when I was playing tackle football with my friends, they tackled me and knocked me to the ground so hard that, that it jolted all my teeth, and we were afraid that my teeth were going to fall out. Really? You're making that up. Excuse me? I, I mean, I mean, is it possible you're making that up? No, it's not possible. I did it. Why did you do Well, as you know, when I grew up, I, I, I lived in a neighborhood where um, there weren't a lot of from a Shemir Shabbos Yidin, and and so sometimes I ended up playing with the boys. So I would I wanted to play sports, and the sport that was played was football, tackle football. So I joined the game. Wow, that's weird. Okay, well anyway, Sammy, so could you play? Um, okay, can, can I be the rusher? The rusher, you know, the guy who who uh, who's always um, um, chasing the guy with the ball. I, I, I guess, then each one, then who's going to be, the, Tati can be quarterback for one team, who's going to be quarterback for the other team? All right, I'll be quarterback, his mother said. Okay, fine, perfect. Okay, Sammy, so you don't have to play. A little later, as they were walking back to the car, Tati asked Sammy, Sammy, why didn't you play football? I know you know how to play. I've, 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 I've seen you play before, but why did you play? It's complicated halakhically. How luckily complicated to play football? Oh, you mean because it's dangerous and you're, and you're not supposed to do dangerous things? Not exactly. Oh, you mean because, because if you're playing football, that means that you're, 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 you're doing the sports of the American way and maybe it's like a Kayish Um, not, not exactly. It's how luckily complicated today to play football. Alright. Okay. Anything you say. Monday morning came. And everyone walked to school. Sammy, too, walked to school. And he's sitting in Shear, he's sitting in his class with his Rebbe. 
And the Rebbe's teaching the Gemara, oh, it's so gishmak. They're singing the Gemara out loud, going over the Gemara 3,000 times because they want to be remembered for the rest of their lives. And after they go over the Gemara, the Rebbe says, all right, Rabbi Isai, let's open up our binders and do our worksheet. Please take out your worksheets, binders, um, and turn to page 67 and begin to fill in all the blanks. And I'll come around the room and look and see how you're doing. And all the boys open their binders. Well, almost all the boys. You know, there's always one kid in the class. I can't tell you his name because we lost an hour if I told you that Avramel didn't open his binder. I mean, that was a mistake. Uh, whatever. He didn't open his binder because he felt he knew it anyway. He didn't even spend his time writing things for no reason. Anyway, that, that, whatever. But everyone took out their binders. Well, almost everybody. Sammy didn't have his binder out. Sammy, your binder's not out. Oh, um, okay, Ravi. And Sammy took out his binder. The Ravi started walking around the room looking at everyone's papers. Oh, very good. Zalman, excellent, excellent job. You're doing great. Yeah, uh, Yigusil. No, no, no. No, 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 I'm sorry. Busser does not mean meat. In Gemara, Busser means after. Busser meat is spelled Bez Sin Resh. Busser mean after is Bez Suf Resh. Okay? Okay, good. Uh, let's see who else do we have over here. Beryl, Beryl, I like your doodles. Are you doing any work? Oh, I see. Okay, fine. Let's see over here. All right. Let's see. A Victor. A Victor. You're on the wrong page. We didn't even learn that Gemara yet. Yeah, but Rebbe, I went ahead with my tutor. Oh, all right, fine. Um, okay. Sammy. Sammy. Yes, Rebbe. Sammy, you didn't write any answers. Did you not understand anything we did in the whole class today? Rebbe, I understood it. Okay. So why aren't you writing in the filling? Why aren't you filling in the blanks? Rebbe. Uh, it's a little complicated. Um, I know the Gemara was a, the Gemara was a little complicated. That's true, but but and, and, and Sam, you don't even have your pen on your desk. How are you going to fill out your answers without a pen? Right, because it's halakhically complicated. Sammy, I'm normally very patient, and I'm especially patient with you. But if you don't start filling in these answers, then I'm, uh, uh, you're going to have to be in trouble. Sammy sat in his desk as the Rebbe walked away, scratching his head. And then as if a light bulb came on in his head, he said, Ah, I have a solution. He reached into his desk, he pulled out his pencil, and he used his pencil and lightly started to write in the answers in a sheet. Well, that works for Lemuthi Kedesh. For Lemuthi Chol, Mr. McGillicuddy said, Everyone in the class, please do me a favor, and you have to do this essay in black ink. Don't do it in blue ink. Don't do it in pencil. Don't do it in magic marker or crayon. You have to do it in black ink because that's the policy of the of uh, of this essay. Yes, Sammy. Mr. McGillicuddy, I-, I can't write today. Why not? Does your hand hurt? Um, kind of. Well, hmm, I'll tell you what. I happen to have my computer here. If you want, you could type it. I'm not sure I could type it. Listen, young man, if you want to go talk to everybody Feingold about the fact that you're not willing to do any work in class. Sammy thought for a minute, and he said, Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. And Ms. McGillicuddy brought her computer over. She put it down on his desk. She opened the top, typed in the password, and she said, as she opened the page to Word so that he can type on the page, here's the computer, now do it. And she looked around the room for a few minutes, making sure everyone was doing her work, and then she went back to her magazine that she was reading up by her desk. Having nothing to do with school, but, you know, when everyone's doing work, that why else, why else do teachers give a lot of work? They want to read your magazines, they want to do things, you know, play on the cell phone, you know, uh, play a dinosaur game sometimes, you know, whatever, whatever thing. Ms. McKillicuddy looked up after about 15 minutes and she saw everyone was working hard. Good thing, because they knew if they made too much interruptions, they were going to lose Jim for the rest of the week because they had been so bad on Friday. Oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you that part. And then she noticed, out of the corner of her eye, Sammy's sitting in his desk and typing his essay. But Sammy wasn't typing how normal people type. Normally, when people type on a computer, they take their fingers, they put their fingers on the keys, and press the keys. 
Some people could do it with all ten fingers. Some people could do it with two or three fingers. Some people do it with one finger. But almost everybody she knows types on a computer with a finger. Sammy wasn't. Sammy was typing on the computer with his nose. Every letter he typed, he bent his nose down and pressed the button. And he was pressing delete an awful lot. Young man, Mrs. McGillicuddy said, and 22 people picked up their heads. No, I wasn't talking to all you people. Sammy? Yes? What are you doing? I'm writing my essay. You think it's cute? My essay? Nah, my essay's not so exciting. I I was trying to make it a good essay, but it's not so... I don't mean your essay. Do you think what you're doing is cute? And now all the eyes turn to Sammy. Hey, what's he doing? I don't know, I didn't see. Hey, what, what? Young man, you need to do this properly, or you will not be able to stay in this room. Sammy said nothing. Everyone's eyes went back to their papers. Mrs. McGillicuddy's eyes went back to her magazine. And when she finished her magazine, ten minutes later, she looked up. The other boys were basically finishing up. They were putting their name at the top of the paper. Or some of them were flipping over their paper to show they were done and putting down their pen. Sammy. What are you doing, Sammy? Well, I'm typing. You are? Yeah, yeah. Um, You told me that I, I have to do it in a normal way. Yes. Isn't the normal way to type using the digits? The digits? Yeah, you use digits. Um, what does that mean? You know, a person has, at the end of their arms, ten digits? Yes. Well, at the end of your feet, you also have ten digits. They're called toes. And so, that's why I took my sock off, and I'm typing with my toes. Of course... When everyone hears that Sammy took his socks, oh, it smells so bad in the room. Oh, Sammy, put it back on. And, and Sammy replies, you didn't smell anything when I took them off. Sammy, please take your shoes, take your socks, go out of the room, and, and, oh my goodness, and I don't know what. Go tell Rabbi Feingold that you, um, that you, that, that I can't have you here today and right now. And, um, uh, Beryl, yes, ma'am? You see those wipes, those, those cleaning wipes in the back of the room, the Clorox bleach wipes? Yes. Could you please bring them so that I can wipe down my computer from Sammy's nose and Sammy's toes? Um, okay, here you go. And she wiped down the computer. When Sammy got to the refinery's office, the refinery said, What's going on, Sammy? Why are you here? And Sammy said, Because I'm really from. What? I, I, I'm a really big tzaddik. You're in my office because you're a big tzaddik. I know you're a tzaddik. It's the goal. Yeah, yeah. That's what we always say to these to, to, to kids who come to my office. You're such a tzaddik. Hopefully, hopefully you'll you'll learn from there to be a tzaddik. What'd you do? I I was typing an essay, and Ms. McGillicuddy told me I can't stay in the classroom. Sammy, why are why aren't you wearing socks or shoes? Well, that's the point. What's the point? I was typing my essay with my toes. Why were you typing your essay with your toes? Because Mrs. McGillicuddy wouldn't let. She wouldn't let what? She wouldn't let me type my essay with my nose. Why would you type your essay with your nose? Because my Rebbe said that's what I should do. Your Rebbe said that you should type your essay with your nose? Well, I I could have used a pencil, but Mrs. McGillicuddy said it had to be with a pen black ink. I'm really confused. Do me a favor, Sandy. Put on your shoes. Put on your socks. And go back to class. You know, the next couple days passed. It was very weird. Many things at home Sammy refused to do. For example, his mother said, Sammy, could you do me a favor and turn up the oven so that the food cooks a little faster? Ma, I'm sorry, I can't. Why not? Because it's not safe for me to do it. Chaim said, that's probably a good idea. I'll do it, Ma. His mother asked him, could you do me a favor? Could you put the clothing in the washing machine and turn on the washing machine? Ma, is it possible that 
I, I can't do that right now. Why not? Because uh, cause it, it might be an Avera. Ellie was there. Ma, remember the last time he tried to do the washing machine and instead of putting in laundry detergent, he put in dishwashing detergent and it made all those bubbles that filled up the whole house? I, I think it would be an Avera. Maybe, maybe I'll go do it. And Ellie went to do it. But it wasn't just for chores that he wasn't doing. Chaim and Ellie were able to go a special treat to an arcade center. Now, for those of you who don't know what an arcade center is, good for you. But if you do know what an arcade center is, well, oh, I better explain it. Basically, it's a place with a lot of video games. And Chaim and Ellie and Sammy had the opportunity to go with some friends, and Sammy stayed home. Why aren't you going, Sammy? His mother asked. I'm going to read a book instead. Nobody understood. Tuesday evening, at supper time, the family got together and they were about to eat supper. Sammy wasn't there. Sammy, why aren't you coming to eat supper? I'll be there in a second. Sammy came to the room. Okay, Sammy, sit down. Let's Let's eat. I can't eat yet. Why not? Because I didn't make Abdullah. Abdullah? You're a little late. I, I, I know I'm a little late, but it's still before Shia, right? Yeah, about three minutes before Shia. Okay, good. So, um, actually, I pro- I'm not sure where I'm, I, I guess I make it, yeah, I guess before Shia I make it. What? Yeah, I have to make Abdullah. And then I can eat. And he put on the table grape juice. He put on the table besamim and a candle. Uh, Sammy, I, I don't think you use a candle when you make Abdullah on, on Tuesday. And I don't think you use a besamim when you make Abdullah on Tuesday. Oh, okay. And he took out a bencher, and he made Hinei Kel Yishuasi, Bore Piyagafin, Hamavdu Ben and the family looked at Sammy. At first, they just thought to themselves, you know, maybe he just forgot to make Abdullah, and you know. He... Then they asked him, Sammy, why are you making Abdullah today? Oh, uh, it's a very good reason. And what's that? Because my Rebbe taught us all about adding on to Shabbos. My Rebbe said that there's an Indian, that there's a requirement to add on to Shabbos at the end of Shabbos. And so the more you add on, the better it is. So sometimes people wait like 20 minutes in Eretz Yisrael. And in America, people sometimes wait 42 minutes. Other people wait 72 minutes after Shabbos, after Shkia. Other people wait 90 minutes. I realized I could do this and be the biggest tzaddik of all. I could become a big tamal chacham and a big tzaddik if I keep Shabbos all the way until Tuesday evening. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm really being a big tzaddik by doing this. Sammy, what in the world? Keeping Shabbos? Is that why you didn't go play video games? Yeah, because that was Muktzah Shabbos. Is that why you, you, you wouldn't open the car door? Yeah, I, I, I just I used the shinoi so that I could open the car door, even though it was kind of Shabbos for me. Crazy story, crazy story. Well, the next day when Sammy got to school, Ms. McGillicuddy assigned another essay. She liked assigning essays, I guess. And again, everyone started to write, and Ms. McGillicuddy looked at Sammy, and she brought over her computer and said, keep your shoes and socks on and your nose out of my computer. Okay. But I don't need your computer today. Why? Today I could write with a pen. And Sammy wrote. After school, Sammy did not go home. As a matter of fact, he raced to go where he needed to go before the place closed. His first stop was the suit place. He bought himself a brand new suit. And he walked into the store and he said to the suit guy, Hey, Mr. Suit Guy! Uh, my, my, my name is Michal. Oh, hi, Michal. What's your most expensive suit in my size? Uh, what size are you? And Sammy told him the size. <laughs> and Sammy told him the size, and he came over with a suit. This is my most expensive suit. How much is it? $645. Perfect! Are you sure? Yes. Let me try it on. Sammy went to the trying, trying on room. What's it called? The tryout room. The, 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 the dressing room. And he, he tried out. I mean, he tried on the clothing. And they fit nicely. The pants were a little bit long. Sammy came out and said, was this shotness checked? Uh, yes, we check all the suits for shotness before we even try to sell them. Uh-huh. And could you fix the pants while I wait? 
Um, probably I could do that. Yeah, probably can hem them up. Excellent, excellent. Um, okay, here, here's my credit card. Uh, I mean, your credit card? I mean, it's my mother's credit card. Are you sure your mother approves of this? Yeah, she, she approves of it, I'm sure. Okay, fine. And you ring it up. $683. But you told me it was $645. Just curious. Oh, what? Well, it's taxes. Oh, okay, fine. A few minutes later, the, sat, the suit was ready. Thank you very much. Sam put the suit over his shoulder, holding it by the hanger. Actually, do you have a bag? To, I need to go to other stores. And Okay, sure, here. Here's a bag. Okay. And put the suit very gently, delicately in the bag. Sam ran out of the store, and he ran across the street to a jewelry store. And the jewelry store man said, um, Sir, young man, um, if you're just coming in to uh, browse around, we'd rather you not come in. We, we, we only really like have customers who... No, I'm here to buy something. You're here to buy something. Okay, okay, okay. What would you like, a diamond ring? You're getting married sometime soon? <laughs> no, I'm not getting married. I'm, I'm only a kid. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, you're buying your mother a, a gift, a necklace, a, a bracelet? Um, you're buying your mother some earrings, maybe? No, 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 I'm not, nothing of the sort. Although maybe I will a different time. I'm looking for a watch. A watch? You sure you want to come to my store and not to Walmart? Nope, I'm looking for a good watch, an expensive watch. Uh, what's the most expensive you, you have here? I'm sorry, I can't tell you the most expensive watch. It's uh, over $10,000. Oh. Um, well, I, I, well, uh, how are you planning to pay for this with a credit card? Probably it's going to be more than your credit limit. You're not going to be able to buy it. But here, look at this gold watch with little teeny diamonds for every number, 12 diamonds around the face. And how beautiful and shiny it is. This sells for $1,200. Perfect, Sammy said. Perfect. Perfect. What in the world, Sammy? What's going on? That's my question. Oh, but anyway, uh, okay, sure. Uh, do you have a credit card? Sammy gives him a credit card. Ding, ding, ding. Rings up. $1,275. Taxes again. Okay, thank you so much, sir. And he puts his brand new watch in the bag. Hmm. Okay, okay, we're almost there. And then Sammy goes into the grocery store. And he goes into the back of the grocery store where they sell their fanciest home-baked cakes. You know, home-baked meaning from the, from the, from the bakery in the store. And Sammy looks and looks and looks, and he finds one. It is a 17-layer chocolate cake with with chocolate in the middle, a chocolate like frosting, and oh, it's like one of these like cakes that like you eat a piece and you gain 400 pounds just by eating one piece. How much does this cost, sir? That cake is $72. $72? Well, it's a big cake. No, no, I meant that's all. Yeah, that's all. 17 layers, $72. That's a big deal. That's a good, good. Okay, I'll take it. And he rang it out, and he very carefully put it in another bag that he got from the store. And he made his way home. When he got home, he ran to his bedroom. He put his purchases down on the floor of his bedroom. The cake he carefully put on his desk. And he went downstairs, doing various things, cleaning up. And then he went over to his mother's lighter. His mother lit oil candles. And she lit one for each member of the family. So besides for the two Zohar Vashamars, she also lit another five. And so Sammy took a little cup, something that he did sometimes. He dumped out the extra oil and the burnt out wicks. He took them to the kitchen. He put them wherever he put them. He then went to the closet. He pulled out new wicks and new oil. He brought it to the other room and he filled up the seven candelabras with oil. He put the wicks in. Sammy, his mother said, spotting him from where she was walking in the hallway. You're setting up the leichter already. Wow, that's very kind of you. I'm very impressed. It'll be a little bit easier this coming Friday. No, it's not for Friday. It's not for Friday. Okay, well, well, um, all right, whatever, whatever you say. And she moved on. And then Sammy went to the basement and put a bottle of wine in the refrigerator and he went to the freezer and he pulled out some challah. And then he went to the other freezer and pulled out some chicken that was already cooked. And then he sat down to read a book. Okay, I forgot. He ran back upstairs. He quickly took a shower. 
Chaim needed to brush his teeth. So he went to the bathroom. The door was locked. He heard the shower running. Who's in there? It's me, Sammy called. Taking a shower at 5.45 in the afternoon on Wednesday? What are you doing? I'll be out in a few minutes. Okay. Sammy comes out of the shower. Wow. What are you doing, Sammy? I'm just getting ready. Getting ready for what? Whatever. Are you getting married or something? No, I'm not getting married. I'm too young. Oh, okay. Just just checking. Maybe you're going on a date or something. No, no, I'm not doing that. Chaim entered the bathroom and he began to brush his teeth while he hummed happy birthday. And he finished brushing his teeth. He went to his bedroom and he blinked three times to make sure that he was seeing properly. Sammy was in the bedroom and Sammy was wearing black pants, a white shirt, and a tie. What is going on, Sammy? I'm getting ready for Shabbos. Sammy, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I know. Well, in the Yom on Wednesday, we say, right? That's true. Because Wednesday is really the beginning of Shabbos. Okay. And Sammy comes downstairs. On his wrist, he has his fancy gold watch. On his body, he has his fancy dancy $600 something suit. His mother looks at him and says, Sammy, what's going on? I'll be there in a minute, Ma. I have to, I have to, it's almost Shkia. That's true. I have to take care of a couple things. Sammy climbs onto a chair and he lights the candles at the leichter. Sammy brings to the table the wine and the challah and he makes kiddush. Yaim Harvi. What? Something doesn't make sense, Ellie says. I thought the words are Yomashishi. Ooh, 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 Sammy said. Chaim saved Sammy. Well, today's Wednesday, so he's probably saying Yom Ravi, even though there's no, it's not possible like that. Whatever. And then Sammy finished Kiddush. He made a mitzi. And he brought his chicken to the table, and he was eating. Sammy, his mother said, what are you doing? Are you practicing how to celebrate Shabbos? No, no, not at all. Okay, but anyway, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go down to the store and buy me some paprika. Or paprika, depending on which place you come from. Because I need it for a recipe. <clears throat> Ma, is, is it possible I can't go? Why not? Uh, um, because halacha doesn't let me go. I, I don't understand, Sammy. Oh, you mean because you just you just washed and you ate hamaytzi and you don't want to walk out of the house without benching first? Well, not exactly. Oh, you mean you want to you want to have dessert because you're pretending it's Shabbos and you're uh, not exactly. All right. Well, anyway, um, I, I, I just can't do it. All right, I'm not going to argue with you, Eli Chaim. Which one of you? I'll go, Ma. Okay, Chaim. Great. Go down to get buy some paprika and buy yourself some ice cream. Also, buy yourself buy yourself an ice cream cone. Also, his mother said, trying to make. Sammy realized he lost out on a special treat, but Sammy didn't pay any attention because Sammy wasn't in the room. He had been upstairs and he came down with his big brown bag and he put it on the table and he lifted out of the bag his 17-layer chocolate cake and put it on the table. He opened the cover of the 17-layer chocolate cake. He took the knife from the kitchen, that big tall one that they used for butchering meat, and he cut himself a piece, a piece well, if one little piece gives you 4,000 calories, I mean, gives you 400 pounds of weight, gives you, if one little piece gives you 400 pounds of weight, the piece he cut was enough to make an elephant overweight. Sammy, his mother said, where did you get that cake? The store. The store? The store? Yeah, I got it in the store. That's a very expensive looking cake. Oh, yeah, but it's very delicious. Ma, would you like a piece? I mean, I, 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 even though you didn't eat the, the regular suda yet, but you can have a piece for it. I'll, I'll let you. You'll let me have a piece? What? Ellie came to the table. I'll have a piece. Sammy cut him a nice thick slab. So big that if Ellie ate it, he wouldn't fit in his clothes anymore. His shoes would pop off. His yarmulke would be too small. <sighs> but Ellie enjoyed it. 
Sammy, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And Sammy said, oh. Anyway, I have to go to learn Bechavrish. His mother saw as Sammy looked at his wrist, his beautiful gold watch. And his mother said, I don't remember ever getting you that watch. Oh, uh, ma, ma, you didn't buy it for me. Somebody gave you a present? Is that something you got from maybe like the king of Portugal? Um, not really, ma. I bought it. That watch? Oh, you mean it's fake gold. Oh, I see. You bought it at Walmart? No, ma. I bought it in the jewelry store on Main Street. The jewelry store on Main Street? That's like, that's like jewelry. Yeah, yeah, ma. That's like expensive. That's true. This watch was pretty cheap, though. It was? Yeah, he had a watch there for $10,000. He said I couldn't buy it. How much did this watch cost? She said, very nervously. Oh, it was cheap. It was only $1,200. What? $1,200 for a watch? Yeah, it's a very good watch. Look, it has little diamonds over here, and, and it keeps time. Even if you go underwater, it keeps time. Even if you go to outer space, there was, the, there was a thing on it that said, you can take the watch to, to the moon, and it will still tick properly. Then she noticed his suit. Sammy, that is not your regular Shabbos suit. Yeah, ma, it's a brand new suit. Do you like it? I like it. But it looks very fancy. That material looks super quality. And it's designed, it's a, it's gotta be a, where, where'd you get it? I bought it today. Today? Yeah, I went to the store, uh, uh, over there on Main Street. That store on Main Street? That's so expensive, the suits! I didn't get the most expensive suit. You didn't? No, because I think the most expensive I saw over there was like like $1,300, and it was a men's suit. How much did this cost, Sammy? This was really cheap. It was a bargain. Around around six twenty-five. $6.25. No, ma, no, ma, no, no, no. $625. $625 is $6.25. No, ma, $625. Sammy, where did you get the money for the watch, for the suit, and for that cake? Oh, I I got it from your credit card. My credit card? Yeah, uh, before I went to, before before I went to school, I I went to your purse and I took out the credit card because I knew I had to make some purchases. Sammy. We've had this discussion not once, not twice, but multiple times. You have no right to spend our money without our permission. But ma, what? But remember, I, I said that people are happy when people use their money for mitzvahs, and we told you that that's fine if if we don't lose money. But if you're spending our money and we're actually losing money because you're spending it on things. That are, that are super expensive, like these, that, that, that there's no nichele. Like, if you wanted to buy a tissue because you needed a tissue for your nose, yeah, I, I want you to wipe your tissue. It's a mitzvah to wipe your nose so that people don't get grossed out. But, but that's, that's it. What do you, but Ma, is it possible that, that you're not going to lose any money? I'm not going to lose any money. You bought a cake for like $70. You bought a watch for like, like, what was it again? $1,200. You bought a suit for $600. I'm not losing money. What's that called? Oh, Oh, ma, because my Rebbe said. Your Rebbe said? Yeah, my Rebbe said you're not going to lose any money. Why? Is your Rebbe going to pay me back for all these things you bought? No, no, no. I, I, what I mean is like this. My Rebbe said that the, that the Gemara says that, um, that, um, kol, kol them, all the food of a person, which means like all their parnasa, all the, all the money they get, uh, are, are getsuvim, they're butchered, um, on Rosh Hashanah. They're butchered on Rosh Hashanah? People's money is butchered. What does that mean? I'm not sure, but that's what everybody said. Anyway, except for the, the, the money that you spend on Shabbos. How do you butcher money? Just then, Tati walked into the room. Well, what's going on? Uh, I, I'm hearing a lot of um, funny sounds. And why why is the life toilet? And why is there a kiddush cup with wine, grape juice on the table? And that cake looks really delicious. Can I have a piece? And his mother quickly explained to Sammy's father what was going on. And Sammy was trying to tell me about a butcher on, Sha- on Rosh Hashanah chopping up money or something. I- I'm not sure. Oh. What did you say, Sammy? 
Komas in Ashladim, Kitsuvim, all the money of a person is butchered from, no, no, Kitsuvim means like set. It's like set up. Decided by Hashem. From Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, except for, except for going out on Shabbos, I mean, except for what you spend on Shabbos, and, and also what you spend on sending your kids to learn Torah. Which is why, by the way, I ordered on Amazon. What did you order, Sammy? I, I ordered a new bike for Wednesdays. For Wednesdays? Yeah, the day I'm allowed to ride to school. What? Yeah, it was, it was a cheap bike. It was only $4,000. What? $4,000 for a bike? Well, it's an electric bike. Electric, what? what? Yeah, but, but, Ma, why, why are you upset? Uh, Tati, why are you turning red? It, it, it says that you get your money back if you spend money for Shabbos. And for me, almost everything you spend money is for Shabbos or, or for teaching Torah. Sammy, Shabbos is one day of the week. Today is Wednesday. You're wearing the $600 suit and the $1,200 watch and eating the $70 cake. And it's not Shabbos. So we're not going to get the money back for these things. Oh, Ta, did I forget to tell, to, to tell you? Tell me what? It, it is Shabbos for me. It's Shabbos for you. Yeah, because Ta, remember, remember I made up Dawn Tuesday? I do. Because it's Sefer Shabbos, you're supposed to add on Shabbos. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, well, you're also supposed to add on to Shabbos in the uh, before Shabbos, and the earliest you can add on Shabbos is when you start saying Luchun around on Wednesdays. So that's why I, I, I made Kiddush today because now I started Shabbos. I was mikabel on myself to keep Shabbos. That starting now is Shabbos through through next Tuesday. Are you serious? So everything that I do, everything that I buy is always for Shabbos, except for Wednesday, because Wednesday is not Shabbos, because because you make Abdullah at the end of Tuesday, and you make Kiddush at the end of Wednesday, so that means you have the Wednesday that you're able to to um, to do it, and, and that's why I bought my bike. But my bike's also going to be for free, because my bike really is for learning Torah, so I can ride to school. Sammy, I have a question. Yeah? Doesn't Kiddush begin with the words, Yoim Hashishi? Oh, well, my kiddush began Yom Hervi. Sammy, did you ever learn Bereshis? No, in school, remember they skipped my Parsha in my school? Uh, did you ever learn about the Parsha, like the creation of the world? Yeah. And how many days did Hashem create the world? Hashem created the world in seven days. And what was the seventh day? Shabbos. So then, why are you having more than the seventh day of Shabbos? Oh, because the Chacham tell us we're supposed to add on to Shabbos. Hashem didn't have to add on to Shabbos because, because the rule wasn't in place yet, because the Chacham didn't live yet. But if, if but, but probably, Sammy's parents that evening called the Rav and they said, Rav, we have a problem. Yeah, what's the problem? Sammy is keeping Shabbos from Wednesday to Tuesday. Wow. And the problem is that he's spending our money like crazy. Really? He bought a $4,000 bike. Ooh, for Shabbos? No, no, that was to go to school for Tamatera. Okay. And he, he bought a watch. Well, for what, $12, $13? $1,200. Oh, my oh, nice watch. And he bought a new suit. Well, what's, what's his reason? He said, because it's for Shabbos, so, so it doesn't count as expenses, because we get our money back. Well, that's true, yeah, if you spend money for Shabbos, you get your money back. Yeah, but the problem is, he's spending the money for Shabbos on Wednesday. Well, you can spend the money on Sunday for Shabbos. You don't have to wait till Friday to spend the money. No, 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 no. He's, he's spending the money to, so that he can wear the clothing during the week. Or wear the watch during the week. Oh. You know, you know, I didn't even realize it. But Sammy is planning to go to school tomorrow with his fancy dancy $600 suit and $1,200 watch in honor of Shabbos. Uh, Sammy thinks Tosefa Shabbos includes starting on Wednesday and ending on Tuesday. Ah, uh, the Rav said. And his parents hear a muffled laughter. <laughs> Rav? <clears throat> I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. yeah. How can I help you? Is there anything you can do for us? 
um, lend you some money? No, no, no. Anything you can do to change Sammy's understanding? Uh, I was just kidding. You know what? Bring Sammy over. I'll, I'll fix things. A little while later, Sammy's parents brought him over. The Rav brought him into a study. And he sat down with the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishaburah. And he showed him in Halacha. How the Halacha says, Tosef Shabbos means adding on a little bit on Shabbos. But you can't start Shabbos before Plaga Mincha on Friday afternoon. He showed that Tosef Shabbos after Shabbos is a wonderful thing. But you're not supposed to skip Havdalah Mutsoi Shabbos, Lechatchila. He showed it to me in Alacha. And Sammy nodded and said, I hear, oh wow. But there's one thing that I'm nervous about. What's that, Sammy? I heard my Rebbe told us that Chazal say, the longer you keep Shabbos after Shabbos, the longer a person's neshama is going to be out of Gehenim after Shabbos. Because my Rebbe said that on Shabbos, neshamas don't, don't go to Gehenim and um, if you stay on Shabbos and keep Shabbos for a long time, then then the neshama is protected for a long time. And I would want my neshama to be protected for a long time, so that's why I was keeping it until Tuesday, one of the reasons. You know what, Sammy? In the merit of keeping Shabbos properly, and in the merit of making your parents have nachas from you and be happy with what's going on, you'll be zoiche, that you will not experience any Gehenim, that everything that you will experience will be Ganeidin. And Sammy was so moved by the Rav's bracha. He got up. He walked over to the Rav. He gave him a hug. Oh, Sammy, what are you doing? Sorry, it's just, it's just that was such a beautiful bracha. And when I get to Ganeidin and Mitzvah Shem, Mitzvah Shem, and, and, and I'm enjoying it, if I see that, that the Rav's neshama is in Gehenim, what? No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying because the Rav gave me a bracha. I, oh, 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 uh, the Rav also should have the same bracha. Thank you, Sammy. Now, now we can be in Ganeidin together. Want, want to be a Chavrusa? Um... Maybe, maybe if we could learn, we, we can learn my safer. What? Terashtus? Uh, what's that? Nothing. Forget it, Sammy. But we'll see. We'll see. When we get to Ghana, we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And that's the story.